Welcome to the University of New Hampshire School of Law podcast, where our professors give legal insight on important news topics. Learn more about the law school at law.unh.edu. Today we are joined by Professor Buzz Schur. He will be discussing the recent Supreme Court decision on Masterpiece Cake Shop versus the Colorado Civil Rights Commission. To start, can you tell me briefly about the case and how the commission is involved with it? Okay. Um, Two uh, individuals, uh, Charlie Craig and Dave Mullins, go into Masterpiece Cake Shop. They want uh, Jack Phillips, the owner of Masterpiece Cake Shop, to give to make for them a cake for their wedding. Technically, it was for a reception for their their wedding was in Massachusetts, which at the time in 2012, they could get married. They were coming back to Colorado to have a reception to celebrate their wedding, and they wanted a cake for that. So they go in, and Jack Phillips says, no, uh, it's against my religion to... Uh, design a cake specifically for a same-sex marriage celebration. He said, you could buy a cake off the shelf here, but I am not going to use my artistic cake designing talents to uh, design a cake and produce a cake for you because you uh, it's a same-sex marriage and that's against my religion. So that's the foundation of the case. Uh, those two then go to the ACLU uh, who then um, they file a complaint with the Colorado Civil Rights Commission uh, uh, alleging discrimination. The basic allegation on their part was that Jack Phillips could not discriminate if he is providing services to the public, if he counts his business counts as a public accommodation. He, the Colorado law says you cannot discriminate against people, uh, whatever their gender identity, uh, among many other things. Uh, so uh, the Colorado Civil Rights Commission investigated uh, the complaint, uh, then they, they found probable cause. And so there was a hearing, uh, and the Colorado civil rights commission found that, uh, Jack Phillips had violated that, uh, provision. Uh, he couldn't discriminate in, uh, as a public accommodation. He could not discriminate in providing his services and found against him. And he appealed to the, uh, eventually to the U S Supreme court. So the issue was was the the you know the the practical issue was could the Colorado Colorado Civil Rights Commission uh, make the finding they made was that the right finding or the wrong finding? Now there's been a lot of confusion over what the term narrow margin on the Supreme Court decision is. Could you just describe briefly what this means specifically with a narrow? Okay, margin? the 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 margin of the vote in the case was seven to two in favor of Jack Phillips. So the margin of the vote was not narrow. It was a pretty solid majority, seven to two. Uh, What was narrow about the case was the nature of the reason this court gave for overturning the lower court's finding and sending it back to the Colorado Civil Rights Commission. That's the piece that was narrow. The, again, the vote was not narrow, but they could have decided this on very broad principles or they could have decided it in a very narrow fashion and they did the narrow fashion. So let me explain what, that, that, what, what they actually did. 
What's at stake here is several constitutional principles, the principle of free speech, the principle of free exercise of religion. Uh, both are First Amendment constitutional rights. Uh, and uh, the right not to be discriminated against uh, because of uh, one's uh, sexual or gender identity. Um, so the Supreme Court said, in their opinion, they said several interesting things. And let me uh, let me uh, read uh, what um, you know, kind of what is misun potentially misunderstood about this uh, opinion. Uh, this is the court speaking. It is a general rule that such objections, that is, you know, forcing me to provide a cake for a same-sex marriage that my religion uh, uh, does not approve of, uh, is that a violation of my religious freedom? It is a general rule that such objections do not allow business owners and other actors in the economy and in society to deny protected persons equal access to goods and services under a neutral and generally applicable public accommodations law. So, as a matter of constitutional principle, it is well-established and uncontroversial that, in theory, the Colorado Civil Rights Commission could have said, your religious freedom not to serve these people bows in the face of their, uh, their right to have services just not be discriminated against and have services just like everybody else. So as a matter of principle, that's a not a controversial principle. The Colorado Civil Rights Commission had the power to limit his expression of his religious freedom in that way. But what the court did decide in Jack Phillips' favor is they said the Colorado Civil Rights Commission itself, some of its members appeared to be biased in their negative comments about Jack Phillips' religion. They made co comments disparaging a religion that does not uh, allow him to uh, provide services to people involved in a same-sex marriage. Uh, and those comments meant that he didn't get a fair hearing in front of the Colorado Civil Rights Commission. And so this case should go back to that commission for a new hearing and when it goes back there, it's going to be up to the commission to decide, is this one of those circumstances where his religious freedom bows in the face of the anti-discrimination uh, public accommodation statute in Colorado? So that's really, so that, you know, that the commission was unfair given what some of its members said in a derogatory, derogatory thing some of its members said about Jack Phillips and his religion, that's all this case ended up being about, even though when it was argued in front of the Supreme Court, it was argued as much on the broad principles as on that little narrow piece of it that ended up being the basis of the decision. All that said... The Supreme Court next session, starting in October, likely will have in front of it a case involving a lesbian couple who were refused service because they were lesbians by uh, a, a shop. Uh, 
that seems a lot more up the line of what people are trying to get out of this case. Yeah, that that <laughs> it, that has the potential of getting to the core uh, issue about constitutional principles: the right to free speech, the right to not be the victim of discrimination based on one's sexual identity. You know, the right to religious expression. Uh, that'll. That, Potentially, I haven't read that case closely, but potentially that case might get to what people wanted this case to be about and how it was litigated, but it turned out not to be about that. Do you know the name of that case? case I do not at this okay. point. Um, yeah, so it seems like it'll be really interesting when that case comes around to really hit what a lot of the, um, both sides of it, I mean, the, from the freedom of speech standpoint, was brought up a lot as yep. it was going along. One of the interesting pieces of the uh, Masterpiece uh, Cake Shop case was the court recognized that, you know, uh, decorating, using one's creative talents uh, to make a cake uh, is an act of free speech. Uh, so that was involved in this case, uh, although it wasn't decided on that basis. But that's, you know, that's an interesting, not a surprising ruling, but a surprising conclusion. It's what I would call dicta because they didn't need to conclude that to decide the case. But um, it's an interesting, uh, it's interesting to th to think about what one does at one's job and what aspects are creative and what aspects are routine, you know, him just, you know, putting a bunch of flour and putting a bunch of water and in mixing it together and then putting, uh, having a machine put icing on it, kind of the standard routinized making of cakes is not a creative process, very possibly not an act of free speech, but doing special decoration for a particular cake, uh, that is an act of, creativity and he even said himself in a lot of interviews that if they just wanted something off the shelf or whatever yep. i would have done it yep because he, he could have got a, a sheet cake and you know it starts to get interesting once they're at you know, uh, once they say all right we'll take that sheet cake but could you write uh x y or z on it uh and he objected to that then back we're back in the same uh, little pickle so yeah has the uh, civil rights commission said anything about Changing stuff in the future? Uh, I think somebody will have some conversations with certain members of the Civil Rights Commission. I would wager if it goes back to the Civil Rights Commission, those people, they'll, they for that particular hearing, they won't have those people uh, uh, sitting on the commission for that hearing. They'll have temporary replacements. I would That would be the smart thing to do rather than have them promise, you know, I didn't really mean that or whatever. It just makes sense to have, get some other people on there and, um, and uh, that will clear up that problem. But it wouldn't be surprising at all if the commission uh, came out the same way they did because it's not, uh, particularly back in 2012, the, uh, the Oberkfeld case, that, the U.S. Supreme Court case that, um, that found that uh, same-sex marriage was constitutional and you couldn't discriminate against people who wanted to get married who were of the, the same sex. Uh, that case hadn't been decided back in 2012 when this all started. So there's a good bit more oomph behind their claim that you can't discriminate against us. It's not simply just a public accommodations law. Um, so that... Uh, I wouldn't call it an additional complication, but that's a that's a changed circumstances now. Anything of interest from the dissenting opinion? 
Yeah, Justice uh, Ginsburg and Justice Sotomayor uh, said, you know, they weren't biased. Uh, they said some things, but there's no indication in what they wrote that they were biased against the religion. This wasn't uh, as much about his religion as it was about their rights. So this is a red herring. Um, so uh, it's an interesting perspective. Those were the two dissenting votes. Uh, they were they expressed pleasure with much that the court, the majority said about, you know, it's it's non-controversial uh, constitutional law that the commission has the ability to say your your right to religious freedom and the expression of your religious views does not necessarily trump an individual's uh, right not to be discriminated against under a public uh, accommodations law. And, you know, as I said before, that really isn't a surprising principle. Uh, many lay people I've talked to, they want to think about well, shouldn't he be able to express his religion wherever and whenever he wants to? But, uh, you know, uh, it's not uncommon with lay people who aren't grounded in uh, constitutional law courses and reading to believe that if it's a constitutional right, it's an absolute right and nobody can infringe on it. There's no, essentially almost no constitutional right that's absolute. The right to free speech is not absolute. You can't go into a theater and cry fire. Exactly, you know? exa exactly what I was thinking. It's yeah, like, and the right to... Uh, but... You know, the Second Amendment right to bear arms, uh, even though the Supreme Court has decided it's an individual right, not a group right, not a militia right, uh, can fall in the face of reasonable regulation. Um, you know the right to press freedom uh, can be in, you know can be infringed upon in a constitutionally appropriate way. So uh, one of the things that's always useful to repeat, and everybody who's a lawyer and you know who's done a lot of constitutional law reading knows, but is not uh, well known, is that it isn't just because you have a constitutional right to X doesn't mean you can do it no matter what. You know, there are limits because there are different constitutional rights that come into conflict. And that's what exactly what courts are for. Thank you so much, Buzz, for uh, joining me today. And thank you for listening to the show. Go to law.unh.edu to learn more about the law school. And be sure to keep up with us by following UNH Law on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.